Welcome to Business Unfiltered, where we dive into the raw and unfiltered world of running a business with Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Grab a seat for this unfiltered journey into the world of entrepreneurship. This is Business Unfiltered. Welcome back to Business Unfiltered. It's Mercer, and I am here as always with Jeff Sauer. Uh, so we're going to talk today about referrals. Specifically, what do you do when referrals dry up? And we're going to define what we mean by both of those things. So I guess referrals and by dry up. So Jeff, how do you define referrals and then drying up? Yeah. So my, I'm specifically thinking along terms of getting referrals to a service business. So somebody tells, like somebody is your client or your customer and they like what you're doing. And then somebody else, they're talking to somebody else who has that same problem and they say, oh yeah, you got to work with Jeff. Jeff is the guy that's going to do this for you, the delivery. So it's a referral along the side lines of your existing customers or your previous customers know how you solved a problem and then give that to somebody else. And the idea here of drying up is pretty simple. And that is when you first get started, you might have 10 connections and they give you 10 more connections and it works. But at some point, um, referrals become lumpy. You might get a lot of them and then, and then you have too much business and then you don't have any of them for a long time. And you wonder why didn't I invest in doing business development? Why didn't I invest in actually controlling my own fate versus relying on other people? So to me, the referrals are somebody who you had to work with in the past, knows who you are, tries to get you business on your behalf. And then drying up is when that stops happening in a way that's either economical, like like currently, um, I've, not, I've talked to a lot of people who are having their referrals dry up because people are tightening the belts and the budgets when it comes to marketing, analytics, those types of services specifically um, in preparation for some kind of economic downturn. And so a lot of people are having this experience exactly right now. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what's happening there. And those are my definitions. How about you? Yeah, it makes sense. I think for me, it's referrals is kind of word of mouth, right? It's a sort of see it as traditional word of mouth advertising. And then to dry up for me, it was like, it doesn't match expectations. So at a certain point, if you are a freelancer and you're starting out, one referral is amazing. And one referral a week is almost too much sometimes. It's like you just get overwhelmed. But if you have a company that can handle 10 or 15 projects, you've got out teams and you want 10 or 15 coming in a week, but you're still only getting one a week, that's still kind of going to feel like referrals have dried up because they haven't kept pace with where you expect they would be, right? So I think that's sort of how I, I look at that. And and from a, a strategy perspective, the I guess the, the things I would look at were, would be, A, are my expectations rational for this, right? Like, because there are some, referral is just harder to control. Referral defined as word of mouth advertising. It's harder to control. You can still influence it, but harder to control it, right? To turn it up and turn it down. To your point, it gets lumpy. I think it's a great way to think about it. Um, so, and then, so we'll look at our expectations and like, Hey, are we really expecting that much from this channel? But then the other thing is just making sure that we didn't do anything to accidentally decrease. Like sometimes you get lazy is the wrong word, but let's say comfortable where you got referrals coming in. You are no longer quote unquote, a freelancer. You've built a team. You've got a company now that's got projects and things have been working. So you stop 
being the guest blog post person that you were. You stop getting on as many podcasts as you once did. You stop helping on the Facebook groups like you used to. And when and that's not in a bad way. None of that's in bad. That's just like you can't because at a certain point you're too busy now. Like it's worked. Congratulations. You've got a real business, but you got to take care of that and your team members in there and your customers that you're getting. So some of those activities though that you were doing is what was causing those referrals because you were more top of mind awareness, which is what a lot of word of mouth is, is top of mind awareness. Um, so if you're not generating top of mind awareness from an advertising perspective, from a marketing perspective, you're going to dry up your referrals. And so if we have accidentally did that, we'll look back at those activities, right? And say, okay, well, what, let's go back and do this, you know? So that's why you and I are doing a podcast right now. It's like, yeah. hey, podcasts work. They're a great podcast. Let's do that because we want to increase, continue to increase referrals. But in order to do that, that's not magically going to happen. Or if it does, it is to your point, lumpy, meaning magic. It's happening magically, which was to me, random. And I don't like randomness. I like predictability. So I'm like, okay, if I can do all these different activities from a strategy perspective, stay top of mind, be on a diff different podcast as a guest, be on podcasts that we're hosts on, um, creating, you know, helping out where I can different groups, uh, for us offering training in different organizations, we'll do that. We'll jump on webinars and speaking engagements and on stages. We do all that stuff all the time. That is to keep that top of mind awareness out so that referrals don't dry up. Um, and, but again, we know we can't control them. It's not like, oh, I'm going to, I want 10 referrals next week. I'm going to do this. Like, don't get me wrong. We can email the list and all that stuff, but there's no guarantee that you're going to get the result. It's just a harder thing to control. Yeah. How about you? Do, you? do you treat it from a strategically as a traffic source? Do you think about that differently at all? Yeah, so I, it's funny. I was, I thought I was going to say something controversial, but then you just supported it. And I was going to say referrals is not a strategy. <laughs> Getting referrals is not a strategy at all because you can't control it. You can't really do much out there. Um, and actually the strategy itself is to be at the top of the funnel. It's to be top of mind. It's to put yourself out there. And it's, it, that's the strategy that we're talking that, that it is right. So referrals is the result of a, of a top of mind strategy, right? So it's, it's a byproduct of something that comes out. There are some strategy or some tactics you can do to get more referrals. Like you said, you can email somebody call to action, stuff like that. But I think that the strategy is ultimately top of funnel and bottom of funnel. The bottom of the funnel is really taking those people who are coming in and, and having a sales process for them um, in that in that sense or turning them into leads uh, and, and working them to make them more productive. And then the top of the funnel, it is a strategy as far as, like you said, podcast is one of them. Email newsletter is definitely one of them. Some kind of consistency there. You and I speak on stages at conferences. I'm actually taking off for one and speaking on stage after I record today um, or later today, I'm going to be on stage later this week, um, you know, worked on a presentation, sharing my story. And it's like, I'm going to be in a room. I think the stage is only like 40 people, but it's 40 people who are exactly who I want as ideal customers. It's the right 40 people. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's the right 40 people. Yep. I'm just going to tell my story. It's agents, 40 agency owners who are looking for help on how to structure and scale their agency so they can exit. And it's like, okay, well, guess who did that? Me. Right? Here's so, how I did that. Yeah. That's yeah and I'll tell the story of how I did it, the lessons I learned. And basically, if you don't want to make these same mistakes, either just take the words and don't do those things or talk to me and I'll, and I'll help you make sure you don't do those things. Right. So like the strategy, the outcome, the referral is an outcome, right? Or, or word of mouth business is an outcome of having that type of strategy. And I think between you and me, we recognize that. Right. But I don't think that it's always, it's, it's not always a conscious thing. Like I've started a podcast and then before I did 10 episodes that probably led to some business, 
but it's the hard part is keeping the faith that, or excuse me, I did a hundred episodes. The thought is, is, you know, do you have to have faith that those 100 episodes led to sales? Like, can I quantify that? And really not. So it's like, okay, well, how much faith do you have in that top of funnels better? Um, do you know, you mentioned drying up, like say that you, you're a total top of funnel person, then you actually get your wildest dreams where you're busy. You stop doing the top of funnel stuff and then suddenly you're not as busy anymore, right? Exactly so like, right. Yeah. So, yep. so I think that the separation of strategy and tactics is really a challenge here. And that is what is what, right? So uh, interesting to, to hear what you think once we start going into some tactics around this. Do you think that's true or do you see a little bit different? Do you see it differently? No, I think I think it's generally true because, again, it's, it's, it's the – once you get the – in the beginning, all you have is time as a freelancer especially. Like all you have is time. So you can do all this stuff that is – incredibly inefficient. Like I think a top of mind uh, marketing is very inefficient. It's going to get your brand impression out there. It gets your name out there a little bit. Maybe you get an elevator pitch or two that sticks maybe at that level, but that's all it's going to be. And then to get them to go through to actually exchange a credit card for a value exchange, right? Currency for some sort of product or service you're producing. There's a lot of steps that happen between that level of top of mind awareness and then finally getting this. So I think what will happen is in the beginning, you can invest your time in inefficient means of marketing, right? Where it's all top of mind. But at a certain point, it's, that will eventually work, right? Will Because you're sort of brute forcing it. Somebody's going to trickle down and accidentally buy from you. And so then you start working on stuff. Well, now you just care about that client and getting them the results so that they can go tell their clients about you and you stop doing all this other stuff. Why? Because it was inefficient. It wasn't worth your time to necessarily do it, but that doesn't mean that top of mind marketing was bad. It just means how you're doing it was bad. And what happens is people just stop doing and when in reality, they should have changed their system for doing, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, now instead of me not doing uh, top of mind, you know, on, in Facebook groups all the time, for example, the way I did it was I went from doing, being in Facebook all the time, which I didn't enjoy just as a human. Um, so I left social media pretty much everywhere at this point. Um, but that concept of getting in there and helping was great. However, if I'm busy doing work, I can't do that. Well, how else can I still keep top mind awareness? And that's where for me, podcasts work really well as a channel. And so yeah. do the remote trainings because they have, it's a one-time uh, investment that I make in my time, effort, and energy for that call or for that training or for that talk. But then it ripples for years and years and years. There's a massive long tail on that. So my thinking was, well, if I have five or 600 of those out there, like we have this nice, strong top of mind that's constantly be generated. I would say, you know, still keep it up, you know, but those podcasts get listened to over and over again. It used to shock me how often people listen to the a same podcast over or come from a podcast that was a year ago. I'm getting traffic from today on the site. That was shocking to me because I never thought it worked like that, but it totally does. Um, and so for us, that's how we, we changed our system. So we still maintain top of mind. Meanwhile, everyone's busy on stuff. You know, that, that said, the other thing that makes me think about on this referral is there's referrals for what, right? Like there's referrals for when people come leads for us. There's, you know, like, oh, I heard it from such and such who said I should join up for the free membership. Then there's people who are like, oh, I need to do the, the opposite of that would be like the super high end, high ticket buyer who's on a sales conversation who's like, hey, I heard you guys do done for you stuff. And I want to, you know, see if I can get, you know, your department to be our outsource measurement team or whatever the thing is. So there's these extremes of like what some both came in from referrals, just one gave us an email and may or may not be an actual lead might not even be the right referral for us to be honest, might be out of market, you know, or something like that. But the other person is a little, little higher end. And I want to talk to more of those higher ends are more profitable, right? 
but how do I generate those? Both leads and that is from that top of mind awareness. Because half the time they're out there, they'll Google something and then they see their podcast, they hear what we say and they're like, oh, that makes sense. Let me just chat with them and see what they think about our situation. It's like, but they all come from that top of mind marketing. And I think that's the trick is from a tactical perspective to realize you need top of top of a funnel, right? The top of mind marketing is kind of what I'm thinking about, like branded impressions and kind of the traditional marketing. You need that because it keeps you out there in the public. And this, and even you, I've also done that. There's another way I've done that by meeting with the super connectors. I think we talked about this in a previous episode around referrals was making sure that I network with the people who cannot help but network with people. I'm not that guy. I'm more on the introverted end. I don't, I don't want to network with a million people. I, I that just feels tiring. Um, but there were other people who were like, oh my God, I would love that life of just talking to people all day long. So I just network with those people and they naturally sort of expand top of mind in the in the arenas that they are in. So I've got tried to cover top of mind awareness wherever I am. But the trick is to realize not whatever your activities are that's causing that. Maybe you don't do those same activities because you don't personally have the time anymore. Your team doesn't, but you need to make sure that's still happening. So what's the next level of that system that tactically you use to replace it? Like for us, again, it was podcast and more leveraged activities. But are, are you seeing the same sort of thing as you move up? Like, do you give it to a system to replace to get top of mind to keep the referrals coming in or how are you handling yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. That's definitely, I've done it in a few different ways. And I think that's, that's a good point is that you can't just give up on it. What got you there? You should still keep on doing it. It just might not have to be you doing a hundred percent of it. And so one thing, you know, so like I, I don't post on my own LinkedIn, our director of marketing does that. He schedules all my Twitter and, and a lot of different things and we know it gets done. Like I, I batch the newsletters that we put out there. So instead of, um, I, I did, I can with AI and, and just my invoice dictation, I can do, I can do 12 of them and, three hours I, I did, you know, so it's like I batch stuff, I get it ready. And then I build a system to make sure that goes out there consistently. So that then when I, the things that I can, I need to put in there is, is a system around acquisition of people into that, into those areas, right. Into those channels. And that is connections with LinkedIn. It is email subscribers. It's having some kind of offer out there. It's giving an offer when you're on stage, it's giving an offer at the end of a podcast. What can somebody do? Call to action, that type of stuff. So I think that I think that the mechanics of running the system doesn't need to be the person who created the system. It shouldn't be. It really mm -hmm. is make it a system. It, it's actually less expensive than you think if you give really good guidelines to do that. And you're and you would end up paying somebody for the consistency of delivering that in a way. Um, and it might be somebody on your team. It might be a service. I hired a service to book me on a podcast and they did a really good job at exactly that. They did exactly what they said they were going to do. Cause we narrowed down the criteria. I said who I wanted to be on and I showed up there and, and so that you can do that. You can create your own podcast, which is a lot easier to do than it was 10 years ago. Now it's easier than ever, right? There's more competition though. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. It's like, you need to, you don't need to do it yourself, but you need to be deliberate with top of funnel. And then I think it's also a clear thing from what you said. And, and for me in general is like, what is the actual referral you're getting out of this thing? Is it something that's mm -hmm. Like a lead? Is it something that's trackable? Is it something that's out, you know, that's putting yourself out there? Because top of funnel is is ultimately it's it's something that you the more you do it, the more benefit you're gonna get from it. It's as simple as that, right? But usually it's the first thing people cut out once they start trying to make money. 
They think the top of funnel is not what makes them money. They, they're they're playing the short game. Because they when, see all the sales at the bottom and they're like, oh, if we can just get more people here to do yeah. this. And it's like, well, how did you think they yeah. got there? Right. And, and, and you optimize for that, but then it dries up. That's the whole point of it drying up. That's the title of this episode is that it dries up because you aren't feeding it anymore. It's basically right. saying like, there's always going to be water in this reservoir in California. Let's just keep on drinking from it. And then suddenly like, oh yeah, we have like no water in here. Like it's completely gone. It's like, we need to- And the lake it. bed is all cracked. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second, what do we do now? It's like, well, I exactly. hope you had water saved. Yeah. yeah. And we're not doing rain dances here, folks. Like you don't need right. to do a rain dance. Like there's, there, there is a, there's other people who are, who are doing this much better than you are probably, or you yep. or me or them or the person who's listening to this. And it comes down to, they just, they showed up. <laughs> Like top of funnel to me is just showing up. It's not, it's, it's like, you know, um, Larry Kim once told me that he, I was like, how do you go viral so often on LinkedIn? He's like, I know that one out of every 10 things that I do or 20 has a chance at going viral. And I use data to increase that chance to be more like one out of 10 than one out of 20. <laughs> He's like, I just don't know what's going to hit, but I just got to put myself out there. And the more, the more at bats you have, the more chance you have of hitting a home run. And so that's, that's what it comes down to is showing up. Yep. And then if you can get a formula and a strategy, then you are getting closer to having that being your, you know, that is you're, you're showing up as a brand as opposed to showing up as a person. And I think that that's a big difference is thinking of your company as a brand or you as a brand, as a as opposed to an individual will get through a lot of those barriers that cause the drying up and the lumpiness and that revenue and the referrals. Yeah. It sort of smooths it out a little bit because it gives that consistency back can i can i ask how are you measuring referral like how do you know somebody came from referral are you doing like a little form like when they go to book a call with you how did you hear about us or do you just do you ask everybody do you do it at all levels are you doing it at the lead level kind of thing or are you just really carrying more high ticket because i think in my head a lot of people are thinking oh referrals it's for the done for you high ticket work not necessarily yeah. for that 97 dollars course or something that they're selling yeah so if you're talking to somebody one-on-one -on -one, like on a sales call you'll learn anecdotally how they found you. They'll, they'll reveal that like, Hey, I got this email and that made me want to do it. So they'll, they'll tell you why, why they're on the call with you. So that's a pretty easy one. You can either log it officially or just anecdotally know that's working. Um, so like the, the one-on-one -on -one, you can get to that level as far as tracking. Like if I were to say I went on a podcast, how many leads do I get? You can do a unique coupon to get somebody for your course for that podcast that that's happened to me. I mean, I, we can just spin up a landing page to say, Hey, like, can we, we can do a landing page for your audience, unique coupon code. Sometimes I even do stuff like I change the price on the offer for them so that it just, I know that price of our discount or our product came from that person. We, that actually works out surprisingly well. So I think that it depends on if you're doing one-to-one -one or one-to-one, one-to-many. One-to-one, it's all about just asking the person or to the extent that you can, or figuring that out when they do the lead form, then one-to-many things where you're talking about referrals or, or percentages that come in. I, I also like, there's, there's about, there's a, there's pretty much a consistent amount of revenue that comes in from our site that I can't attribute. And I just consider that to be referrals, right? So that, that does fuel a lot of things. It's, I call it the organic percentage of people buying. And that's just from people that that's the stuff that we can't measure. It's people who are on your forums saying, Hey, did you take Jeff's course? You know, that happens a lot. There's a lot of people who take both of our stuff or both of our courses and because they want to learn a double perspective, they want right. to learn more completeness. Right. Um, so those things, I just, I know that they happen and I just put it into its own bucket called organic stuff that happens from this, this thing. And, and, and actually it's enough to make it worthwhile every month to do that. 
So I don't, I don't get granular with it. That's not my, not, that's not my thing in this case. I think if you were, if you're doing agency so services though, you should get granular with it. You can definitely get more granular and you should be measuring those things because you only have so much time with our product businesses. Any, any news is good news. Any press is good press. Any link is a good link, right? For the most part. Um, the only thing is the time constraint. So if you have, if you're time constrained, you should choose the ones that have a better chance. Right. But if you're, if you have, if you make it a part of the, the work and you're trying to do this every single week, that's 50 different opportunities you have to sell yourself and to get in front of a new audience. Yeah. That, that makes not, a lot yeah, of sense. Do you measure this in any, in a different way or do you actually measure it or do you do more anecdotal like I'm talking about? For the high ticket, for sure it's anecdotal because they almost always are. Like that's our funnel for that is referral funnel. That's all we accept, right? So we don't we don't have much. Um, somebody's always being referred over to the site to look for that particular product, but that's because that sort of has built in scarcity. So that that's easy for us. I don't do it on the lead side. Um, uh, other than the traditional traffic attribution and using UTMs and everything else, yeah. you know, as we're, we're measuring stuff with Google Analytics and the ad platforms and everybody's a version of the truth and all that fun stuff. But yeah, generally speaking, we don't do it at the lead level. One thing I was thinking about going back to the whole, like, what do you do when things dry up, though, is, you know, I would figure out top of mind or you know, whatever that top of funnel is, right? Top of mind awareness style marketing. What more of those activities can you do that are leveraged? And I think one of those, and I mentioned these earlier about in the super connectors is connecting with the people or maybe clients, past clients, and just sort of reaching out to them for the specifically the ones that you know had already recommended you before, Yeah. right? To sort of reach out to them and say, hey, just, you know, haven't heard from you in a while. I just want to grab a dinner if they happen to be local or, hey, just jump into Zoom call and catch up. Like I've done that too. Hey, just want to catch up. It's been a while, been a few months. Just wanted to sort of say hi and, you know, and there could just be a, a it could just be a catch up. It doesn't have to be a, okay, I'm trying to get this. And so I need to give you to this so I can do it with some business negotiation. Like they don't all, don't get me wrong. Some of them probably will be that, but they don't all have to be that. It could just be a, you know BS about their new dog they got or whatever the thing is. I have standing brunches with some of them where I'm just like, we've got that system where I go out and I'm hanging out and we're talking about stuff. And are we friends? Yes. And we're also business acquaintances and we do share business between each other and recommend each other. Right. So we maintain that friendship and that business relationship during those brunches, you know? So it's like anything you can do to sort of create a system whether that's with people that you've connected with that should be recommending you or have recommended you in the past and haven't in a while and you sort of rekindle that or just getting them to the to the point where maybe you're like, okay, I, I can't rely on being in Facebook groups all day long because that just does, at a certain point that doesn't scale. So it, whether, maybe to your point, you get somebody else to do it for you. It's like, okay, I have a person that's now going to inhabit this character. It's part of the reason I don't like social media because it's not real people anyway. But anyway, I get the I get the point. It's not a bad marketing play, right? It's like, okay, let's get somebody in there to manage that. And at a certain point, what can you do to be highly, you know, leverage activities like speaking engagements, just the writing a book would be a way of that, right? I think that'd be another thing is like, that's a referral generator, writing a book, uh, which I haven't done, but I want to. I think that's that would be a good process to go through and say, let's, let's have that out there because there's more people that can be introduced to your concept. And that's... What I have found is there's very little between the, especially for the higher ticket stuff, there's, but I think probably in all levels, to be honest, there's, there is, and, and definitely less on high ticket, definitely less on high ticket, not more I think about it, is that distance between, hey, you know who you should talk to? You should go talk to Jeff Sauer, and then them doing business with you is fast in most mm -hmm. cases, yeah. because the authority that that person who's referring has, like supersedes 
everything else that they would have gone through. They shortcut us as the referrer to say, well, they obviously trust this person. So it's a, you know, the, the no like and trust sort of gets inherited at a level where to be honest, it probably isn't deserved yet for them, but they're going to inherit that from the person they referred. Now they're coming in you basically just to make sure it's a good um, personality fit. They know you can do the job because that's not in question you were referred, right? They know you have the skill set. They know you have the capacity. It's more of just, do you guys get along and is the budget, does the budget make sense? And so they're very fast conversations. So the referral traffic can, can come in pretty hot, um, which is why I like it, right? I think digitally, I think about referral traffic digitally would be like the closest thing I think about would not, not to say that there's not true word of mouth, but there's like the affiliate place, right? Where people are referring through affiliate links. Yeah. But that's that what happens is when you refer into a digital product, you go, okay, I'll go investigate that for myself. You yeah. don't just go like, oh, they said to buy this. I'm going to buy this. They go, that rarely happens. That goes into like, oh, now I'm going to investigate and think about it. But a high ticket, they're more likely to say like, hey, let's go ahead and buy from them. I, th I think it's great. Your referral is enough for me. I'm just going to make sure it makes sense. And they, you know, have a good spiel and it, and it feels right. And then we'll move forward if it does. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, going back to the the types of referrals that you want, if you're getting more digital, they're harder. You need a lot more top of mind, top of funnel awareness stuff, I think, to get the to get it out because they are going to investigate anyway. But higher ticket, you need less, you know, and you need and it's more of the how they're coming in and who's referring that makes sense. And again, podcast. So if you don't have a, a friend like I, I got lots of friends now who are the super connectors. I did not have those friends when I first started. So when I want to emphasize yeah. that it wasn't like that didn't happen. Um, but over time, I started in Facebook groups, helping people out. Like that's how I did it. And then I grew into other modes. Right. Um, so I think no matter where you are in the, in your organization or, or in your, what your business size is, there's an opportunity for you to be able to improve referrals. Cause, cause you cannot top of, top of mind that top of funnel awareness is going to be bigger and bigger and bigger, especially as everything becomes commoditized. Because everyone's going to surely regurgitate chat GPT blog posts everywhere and all that stuff's going to happen because that's what humans do. But it's going to be brand will be more important than anything, I think, in the future. Yeah. Knowing that that shortcut to be like, oh, this is a, you know, profitpillars.co thing or this is a businesses.io thing or whatever the brands are, that brand becomes a referral shortcut where you go like, oh, that brand is good. Therefore, now let me go find out what their products are, which I already know are good because the brand tells me they're good. You know, and and that is all top of top of top of uh, mind awareness, that all top of funnel awareness stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's worth it for doing that alone. Yeah, no, it's funny you you got me thinking. So I just did a training on this to the to the profit pillars group, and the five stages of awareness: unaware, problem aware, solution aware, product aware, fully aware. And I I mapped prospecting activities to that, and sort of like, hey, unaware is like cold call, cold email, cold anything is completely unaware They're cold right. LinkedIn, right? Yeah, they know nothing about you. Right. And so yeah. that's why it's, it's a numbers game. It's almost like spam, but what people don't realize is that the reason why referrals work so well is because those are fully aware people. And you said a big ticket one where somebody says, Hey, go work with Mercer. That is an endorsement. That's like impossible to decouple. That's like, they're like 90% in already. And that's why your close rates are higher. That's why you get more deals. And that's why, that's why, that's why it's so much fun to have a referral of somebody who, especially for big ticket agency services, like they're handed on a silver platter. Well, what's unsaid and people don't realize is that those people went through those four steps without you talking to them, the, this problem aware, solution aware, product aware, and somebody else did that for you. So the referrals, they said they did the selling. Now, if you have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody who's what I call like a general referral, who's just like, Hey, I heard you do search. You have to explain to them what their problem is 
what your solution is and how you have a product to do that. And then do that. You're, you're, you're good making them go across four different awareness stages. If you're good at sales, you can do that. You can explain that in your sales presentation. That's the point of a sales presentation, but it won't be just like, take my money, take my money is, is fully aware. And so I actually, I, like I said, I, if anybody wants this, just say, um, awareness, just, just email me or, or I don't know how we even do this. Cause we're, we haven't really got our social in place, but just tweet at Jeffletics to say awareness. And I can show this to you, but it's a pretty cool um, way of talking about it. But referrals are are, are great because uh, it, it basically, you said top of funnel, top of funnel is basically getting unaware or problem aware people to know that you have the solution and you're the only solution for them. The faster you can do that, the more you can prime them on as a brand and through being on stage, being on podcasts, you're getting people coming to you much later in the awareness cycle where they're, where you're one of one as opposed to one of many, right? We all sound the exact same on a website, but what makes us different and what makes us better is when people realize that what we're saying applies to them. It's for them. Right. And so that's where the, that's where this whole thing works. It's really just working that awareness spectrum. Yeah, I love that. And I really, I really like your, your, the word it sort of slipped out, but it, it set it apart for me. It was like endorsements even versus referrals, right? Endorsements yeah. like a whole other level endorsements, like, Hey, mm -hmm. go buy from this guy. It's like, cool. I don't, I don't think about it. It's, what am I buying from this guy is all I'm thinking yep. about because I've been endorsed to do it. Uh, and that's why, like, so that's, that's why somebody like my, like Simo Ahava, he launches a course that his, his work was an endorsement. People are ready for it. Like Gary Vee, when yes. he does something, when, when all these gurus do something, Russell Brunson puts something out, people just buy it without knowing what it is. Cause they've bought, they, they, his, his catalog of top of funnel created right. his brand overpowers their brand that is the endorsement. The endorsement and, and, yeah. the, and people will go for anything. And that's amazing. That's what you want. Right. But, but it, yep. they have to put in the work. Every single person that we respect shows up every single day and puts it out the work. And that's where they get their following. And that's, that's a big thing here. And, and they, they have, whether they do everything themselves or have standards, they're the ones who show up and do the work. Yeah, I love that. All right. Well, on that note, we can wrap this one up of what to do when referrals dry up. Thanks again for listening to Business Unfiltered. We'll see you on the next episode. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Business Unfiltered with your hosts, Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and tell a friend what you've learned today. Want to connect? Visit us at businessunfiltered.fm. This has been Business Unfiltered. Always unapologetically honest. <laughs>